This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends? And welcome to the Yob ConvoCast, conversations with folks inside the Yob world, outside the Yob world, and somewhere in between. Uh, I'm really excited for today's guest. He was going to be our season premiere guest, but then he went on a little road trip, which we need to talk about very soon. But he's someone that I've just come to admire and respect and someone I love dearly. He is my pastor here in Asheville. His name is Fred. What's up, Fred? Hey, hey, y'all. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I didn't realize I was going to be a... Okay. All right. It's fine. You ruined, it's fine. You ruined our to, plans. I to, yeah, <laughs> I had okay. to reschedule. I had to reschedule. Uh, I'm so glad you're here, though, because what's fun is that a lot of people listening undoubtedly have already heard your voice on another convo cast because they may have seen a conversation that we had on the Fellowship Asheville convo cast the only two yes. convo casts in the world <laughs> yes and all because of the same person i i i yeah. uh, completely stole the name from you tom and i did ask permission which which you graciously gave uh but uh yeah yeah it was and not original you, with us yeah and as i told you on that podcast i'm sure there are lots of people using convo casts to name their show but it's what we're doing I haven't and seen we're rolling one. with it yeah. i know i haven't yeah. i haven't actually googled it to see it so i'm just assuming yeah. we'll just assume that yeah. we're the only two. ignorance is bliss in this case it's just yeah. you and me yeah well it was it was an honor to to share some of my story and talk about yab on on the church podcast and and now it's fun i'm glad you you are open to flipping flipping it around and so now we can like yeah. talk to you on on the yab podcast i'm really excited yeah. Real quick, just why don't you introduce yourself for because there's a lot of people listening also who who haven't heard that podcast and don't know who you are. So tell us a little about yourself. Sure. My name is uh, Fred Baker. I am the pastor of Fellowship Asheville here in the jewel of the Blue Ridge, as you uh, like to say. Um, Not Madison County, but Asheville, North Carolina. Um, And um, uh, I have been here since 2008 when we started the church. Um, and it has been a, a great, uh, part of my sanctification and a great part of my growth and my trust in Jesus is leading a church. It's one of those things that I thought I would never do. Um, in seminary, I did my graduate work at Dallas Theological Seminary, got my degree in counseling actually. And I remember sitting in the library there and, um, I can't remember what I was studying, but it was one of those times where what I was studying was was for class, but it was also just this really great um, time of worship for me too, just knowing and understanding God. And I remember thinking out loud slash praying, maybe thinking before the Lord, not sure, you know, if it was a formal prayer or not, but I remember talking to God and be like, gosh, you know, I love doing this. I love counseling. Um, I never want to be a church planter or a preacher because there was just a lot of insecurity in me about standing up in front of people preaching the word of God. Cause that's like this really heavy 
thing and to make sure you get it right or as right as you can. And then moved here in 2008. I mean, to make a long story short, uh, started the church with a, another guy named Jonathan North, and he was the lead pastor. And, and I was most like a, an executive pastor at that point. I also did a lot of shepherding community stuff. And, and uh, through a series of, of events, uh, he moved to Greenville, South Carolina to uh, work with the church there. I became the lead pastor because we couldn't afford to hire anybody else. And that started it. And what I discovered is I love teaching God's word publicly. Um, I remember teaching one time. This is when we were meeting uh, still in the in the, at the Y. I think you joined us when we were at when the I Y. I first visited. Yeah. yeah, we were in the Y, like this big yeah. cavernous gym. And it was yeah, dark. Gym. It was foreboding, yes. but also welcoming. It had a lot yeah. of emotions. Yeah, I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I remember teaching and, and I can't, I can't remember what I was teaching on, but I remember thinking, I think I even said it at the point I was like, gosh, if, if everybody can understand this, like if we can all understand this truth, I just saved myself like 200 hours of counseling people. Like, like if we could, if we could understand this. So, so to me, teaching was this, this way to shepherd a congregation instead of counseling, being a way to shepherd individuals. Um, and it was a lot of the same skill set. I mean, and I actually got my undergrad in elementary education. So I learned how to teach with third graders. And a lot of the principles are the same to teach a, a classroom full of third graders <laughs> and to teach a, a, a group of adults. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, no, we're basically a bunch of third graders in our yeah, in our, yeah, in our hearts. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, that yeah. that answers a lot of questions about because I was going to ask you about your your call to ministry and how that even happens. So that yeah. checks that conversation ah, box. So great. thank you for doing great. that. Great. Um, great. I want to reverse course a little bit because at the top I said that we we're going to talk a couple weeks ago, and but you set out on the road. You know, I love the road. I love yeah. traveling. Yeah, and so I'm eager because yeah. you traveled on the road with your mom. And yes. I'm eager for one, tell me one story, one little bite-sized story of being on the road with your mom. Where did you go and what was, what was the purpose of said trip? Okay. So the, the trip, um, it's, it, it's, uh, you would have enjoyed this Tom. You would have loved <laughs> to sit in the back seat this entire time. Um, my sister and I, my sister lives in Boise, Idaho. Um, you know, I live here. My mom lives in Texas. And so my sister and I flew to Texas and the goal was to take my mom to Boise to spend the winter there. And so, um, uh, Diana, that's my sister had flown down. We were just going to work on my mom's house for a few days. And then my sister was going to fly back to Boise. And then we were, I was going to drive my mom. Well, what happened is my sister as mom and I were talking about the road trip and I was trying to get her excited, she wasn't actually very excited to leave her home and go to Boise for the winter, which, which I understand. Um, but, uh, my sister was like, well, can I go? I was like, yeah, cancel your flight. Let's go. So it turned into a road trip with me and my mom to me, my mom and my sister, which me and my mom hadn't done a road trip since I was probably 12, 13, somewhere like that me and my mom and my sister had never done a road trip before. And so, yeah, so it was, it was really uh, a first for us. And what my mom's, the, the reason we wanted to do this, my mom's memory is beginning to slip. And so she's moving into this stage of life. That's really new to us where 
Um, we're just trying to figure out what it looks like to, to, to care for my mom when my sister and I are on opposite sides of the coast and my mom mm-hmm. is, is in the middle. Um, but we knew traveling with her would bring out stories that we hadn't heard before. Um, and that's what happened. So that was really cool was seeing my mom travel roads. That she's traveled before because we've made that trek when I was a kid. She's made it by herself. Um, but to, to hear stories that we hadn't heard before. And then the highlight, one of the high, well, I had two highlights for me personally. One is that we got to go to Roswell, New Mexico. Um, and oh, do I've the, never been there. I've <laughs> it, is, it is worth, <laughs> it is worth the drive, uh, to go to the international UFO museum is everything that you think it will be. And, uh, it is both cheesy and intriguing all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Isn't there like a spacey like McDonald's or Taco Bell or something too? Oh, I don't know. We <laughs> I don't didn't know. Get... I heard, I thought I heard that there was like a fast food place that like incorporates the spacey thing. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah. Or no, no, it, it could be, it could be, you know, we just kind of drove through, we did the museum okay. and then popped into a coffee shop and I got like a, a alien themed uh, cafe mocha, um, which was, you know, <laughs> I mean, why not? You're in out of this world. Um, I'm sure. Out of this way, <laughs> it was out of this world. Um, uh, so, so that was cool. And then the other highlight, we drove through Moab, um, Utah, and I'd never been there in the Arches National Park. It, speaking of another world, it is. It looks like you're on a different planet going through there. It was incredible. The, I've the, been the there creativity. You're rattling off all yeah. these places that yeah. I've never been. Crazy. Moab was a place I was like, I could spend a few days here and just hike, you know, like probably during fall or spring where it's not quite so hot, but just to hike around through those, through those arches and stuff. It was just incredible. Very nice. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you've given me inspiration because there, I'm starting to check off lots of parts of the country. I've been to a lot of it, but I mean, you just rattle off a few places I've never been and I've never been to yeah. Boise either. And so I would love to love yeah. to check out all of those places. Boise's really cool it's i've it's, heard great things yeah. high desert mountains it's really it's really a great town very cool well thank you for indulging that's it's good yeah. to to always trade travel stories um whether yeah, yeah, people yeah. listening enjoy them or not because that yeah. always fuels my <laughs> my soul i was just in texas yeah. as well and so it's cool that we were we start we were in the same area around the same time but yeah um, yeah i wanted to ask you in our remaining time fred to talk about yob and to talk about I love, I, I pitched this podcast to our, our supporters and I asked them like, what are some things I could ask my pastor? What, what's like, what, what are some ideas out there? And there was one question that I really loved. I've never heard this phrase before mm. and I really love it from, from outside of the gay or SSA perspective. Um, he wanted to know what was your coming in story, not your coming out story, but your coming in story as far as becoming aware, I guess, of LGBT people in the church. Oh. Like, did it start with me? Did it start? Have you met other other believers like me in the church, whether it's at your church or previous churches or seminary or or whatever? I guess I guess that's like a question that our audience has is like, how did you yeah, become aware of this and um, and just becoming because you've been you've been so great to me and so affirming of me and what I'm doing. Um, mm. Listeners, again, can go listen, watch to the the, Ash, the Fellowship Asheville Condo cast. Um, and I'm just really grateful for you. And I just thank you for your affirmations of what I'm doing and what we're all about. But I would love to just learn, yeah, maybe some of your origin story or how God has pieced yeah. some of this this messy stuff of sexuality and, and yeah. faith together in your life. Yeah, it's a, that is a great question, my coming in story. That's, coming that's in great. story. Um, I know, we're yeah, going to stick yeah. with that. 
Um, so my best friend in high school, um, uh, so this goes way back, um, uh, came out as gay was it my freshman or sophomore year in college, maybe. Um, and so, um, we were roommates our freshman year in college and, and, you know, I kind of suspected, but this was in the eighties and in, in, in the eighties, oftentimes being gay, meant that uh, there was this whole culture surrounding it that was very stigmatized at the time. And and typically the safest place for them was uh, in, in like a gay club type environment. And so all the stuff that that came with that. And so um, uh, and so so it was still really stigmatized at the time. But uh, in that, um, you know, he was my roommate for first half of the fresh of our freshman year, maybe the whole freshman year. Um, and then, uh, he, we, he went, he stopped going to college. I kept going to the same college. Um, we kind of lost track of each other, but still I had a great fondness for him. I and mean, he is my best friend for years. I became a Christian my senior year in college. Um, and so it's, and even through college, I knew people who were gay, but, um, but becoming a Christian, I went to a really, really biblically solid church, uh, Denton Bible church that really discipled me, uh, in, in the ways of Jesus. And, um, uh, and, and through that, this idea of, gosh, what does it mean for people to be gay and follow Jesus at the same time? And and so that was, you know, shortly after that was, um, gosh, what was that movement? The Exodus movement? Was that uh-huh. um, right. uh, Exodus International? And so as they were trying to wrestle with that, with all their their strengths and weaknesses, you know, there were people that were trying to to navigate that. And for a long time, it was, well, if you're you are gay, the church doesn't have a place for you unless you become straight. And, and as I went to seminary and got my counseling degree, I just kept wrestling with it going, gosh, there's, there's gotta be a better way than this because the, the gay people that I know and counsel, like as I counsel them, my goal wasn't to help them become straight. My goal was to help them become holy. And, and that could look very different, you know, like, it, it it could mean that they didn't have, you know, they didn't go from being gay to having a girlfriend, you know, like, like there, there was this big, this big gap there. And so, uh, but as I counseled them, that's what I counseled. It's like, let's not worry about, you know, if you're homosexual becoming heterosexual, let's just, let's just talk about what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus. And so that's just kind of all that I had to, to, to work with. And then, you know, moved here, started the church, um, met you however many years ago that was and heard about what you were doing. And you introduced me to this side B um, uh, thinking on this to where mm-hmm. uh, it is biblically uh, permissible and possible and holy and righteous for someone to say, yeah, I'm gay, you know, to the outside world, the Christian world seems to like the the phrase same sex attracted makes, you know, that makes more sense mm-hmm. to the, to the church world. And I'm following Jesus. And I believe in a biblical sexual ethic. And so that's why when, when I met you and heard about your ministry, and it was the first time I had heard of a ministry that that is pursuing that. That's why I became one of your biggest cheerleaders, because I, I was like, that's the piece that's been missing this whole time is is this this uh, this this belief that someone can be honest. Shocker. 
someone can be honest about their temptations and pursue Jesus at the same time and hold to a biblical sexual ethic and live in that tension. And the, the, the ups and downs of that and the, the, the trials of that, you know, what I love about, about your, your ministry and the people who write for you and the podcasts that you do is y'all are very open about the trials that come with this and the, and the blessings that come with it. Um, and, and so that's why I just love what you do. So, so does that, does that answer the question? Does that yeah, say no, my coming in story? That's perfect. No, I mean, I knew none yeah. of those details from college and having a best yeah. friend and all that stuff. So that's, that's cool to like have that perspective now of, of where yeah. you're coming from with, with this yeah. issue and these people. Cause yeah, well, and, um, and even, yeah. even my best friend from college has since come out as, as gay too. And so mm-hmm. people that I know and dearly love are gay and, um, um, and so I want the best for them. I want, I want, uh, Jesus is best for them. And that's what I think your ministry offers is a way to navigate that. Yeah. And I love that you're referring, well, I don't love it. I'll explain. I don't love that you're using the yeah. word ministry, but I do because for the longest time when Yob started in 2015, I would have never used the word ministry. Like that's such a loaded word and I would have never used yeah. it. I was like, we're just, we're just blogging. We're writing a blog. And that was literally all we did when we first started was we were writing blogs, uh, me and 10 other people. Um, and then you add on a podcast and you add on a Patreon page, which comes with a Facebook and now a discord community and, and zoom calls and yearly retreats. Like all of a sudden, like, I don't know who was the first person to start using the M word to start calling us <laughs> to ca- start calling this thing ministry. And then to call me like, a I guess a minister or something. I don't know. I, it's, yeah. it's been jarring and it's been new terrain these last few years, especially, but, um, but like to have your support, to have fellowship support. I mean, it's just. And have so much more. It's not just like localized here in Asheville, like to have support literally around the world has been um, such an affirmation of what we're doing and it hasn't been perfect. It has certainly hasn't been easy, but, um, but I'm really grateful for, for voices like yours speaking into my life that, you know, encourages me to keep going when it, when it gets difficult and when it gets hard. So, um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. I think if I can just affirm you for a little bit, I have seen God, Use you, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Please, I'll take please, it. I'll please. take no, it. No, no, please. Um, uh, I have seen God use you as a very gifted leader for years. I have seen you go through um, uh, the messy part of ministry, where people that you know and love, um, who were in your inside circle and dear friends of yours, um, leave. And, and the pain that that causes. Mm-hmm. And I have seen you walk through that with Jesus and, and build your own leadership and build your, your ministry, um, uh, for his glory. And, and Tom, like, I pray for you. I think of you all the time. And every time this smile comes to my face because of how God is using you. So, so, um, so, yeah. So I, I love you. I love what God is doing through you. I love Yab. I listen to the podcast. Um, uh, I think what you, what, what God is like, doing. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank you, Fred. It means a lot to hear you say that you listen to the podcast or that you might read a blog here and there. Cause, cause it'd be one thing to be like, Oh yeah, I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. And like to separate yourself from it. So like the fact that you would, you know, interact with the content as well. Yeah. Is encouraging to me um, as the person creating the content, primarily for a gay or SSA audience. But but it's yeah. always my hope that straight people are listening, that pastors are listening, that ministry leaders and parents and 
and other people um, outside of our quote little world is are also listening. So, so that means a lot to hear. Um, yeah. I'm blessed to have you as a pastor. What would you say in our last couple minutes? Like there are undoubtedly, unfortunately, sadly, there are lots of people listening who don't have a pastor like you, who either A, don't go to yeah. church because it's not safe and they just can't find one or have one, or B, they might go to one and they're just, they can't dream of the day where they could ever share about their mm-hmm. sexuality with either peers or certainly ministry leaders. Like, is yeah. there any, this isn't like putting the world's problems on you right now, solve it in 30 seconds, but uh, I don't know, is there any kind of encouragement you would offer to someone who doesn't have the support of a church or, um, or just, I don't know, anything that you could offer from, from your vantage point, from, from how you've interacted with me with, with Yab over the years. Yeah, I would, I would say, um, you know, just off the top of my head is, um, try not to assume the worst of the, the pastor that's pastoring the church that is near you or that you're going to, it may be worth a, a conversation. And I know it's so hard because I also know there's, there's people in that, that are your other brothers that are yobbers that are even people that aren't yobbers, but are listening to yobbers that have never told anyone what's on there and, you know, what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And, and the thought of telling a pastor that is really scary. Um, and I would say there are more pastors that are compassionate and empathetic than, than aren't. And, and I would think if you sat down with the pastor, the chances are pretty good that you're going to get an empathetic and compassionate ear. Um, that doesn't mean that that's going to be the church for you. There may be, there may be other issues in the church where it's not a safe place. Uh, but most of the pastors I know would give you that empathetic and compassionate listening ear. And so it'd be worth the conversation. And if you try and it doesn't work, like shameless plug, join us online. You know, we've got a whole <laughs> online community that, that, that we would love to have you. And um, uh, I hope that we would be a safe place for you to explore Jesus. Yeah. Are we getting like, are we still getting viewers from like, where was it? Like Albania or Slovenia or somewhere? Like, uh, Moldova, somewhere? Moldova. Moldova. Yeah. There uh, yes. Moldova. Um, uh, uh, Mary is a missionary there. And, and so she's actually right. one of our online hosts now. Um, so, so she's not just listening, she's engaging and, and, and part of our online online congregation. I've I guess, heard, I've heard from listeners over the years, shout out if you're listening from Croatia. And so there are people, there are people. Wow, in yeah. Yeah. And Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't it crazy, crazy that we can, we can sit here in Asheville and there are people literally from all over the world that are engaging in, in the content. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I think mentally I knew that when we started a blog, like theoretically, yes, anyone could click onto it from Croatia, Moldova, yeah. Australia, wherever. But, but then when it actually happens and then they actually reach out and they send an email or, or join our community. Like it's pretty surreal. It's pretty crazy. It is. I love that. Yeah, when, Asheville is having that international <laughs> interaction yeah. as well. Yeah. When you've had a retreat, what's the furthest someone has come? We've had, well, this year was just America based because of the pandemic. Okay. So only people right. from America, but, but we've had people from, from London, from the UK come to visit. And Isn't that crazy? Someone literally, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if you would qualify it as the North Pole, but it's like basically the tippy tip of Alaska. Like you go north and you're like on the coast of Alaska. So someone came from that far away as well. So it's been pretty special to have. I know that's still America. 
I, I, yeah, Alaska, but I see you. You're still America, but it's, yeah, also really, right. far it's really far that's, away. That's a long distance to come to the South. That's really far away. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. thanks, Fred. Yeah. Thanks for offering that to, yeah, you're welcome. to our listeners. Cause I would, I would encourage that too. Like, and I know like, obviously it doesn't erase the fact that there are not safe churches and pastors and yeah. people to talk to. And, and so a lot of just wisdom and prayer, I think goes into this, but, yeah. but I think that's an encouragement to a lot of people if they're on the fence about it, like maybe if you're prodded, if you feel the spirit leading you to step out and talk, have that conversation with, if not the head pastor, an elder mm-hmm. or a deacon, or I don't know, someone else in a, in a leadership position, like that could be an awesome opportunity to, to just take the jump. Cause I've, yeah. I've been blessed like everyone I've ever told. It's always been received mm. well. And again, I know that's yeah. not every story, unfortunately, but no, it's um, not. But if you build, yeah, if you have enough of a rapport, you build some rapport with there. I think a lot of people are, are, I think way more receptive to it in the year 2021 than they would have been in the year 1981, yeah. for instance. Absolutely. So I think, I think that's some a perspective that people could, could have. Um, well, Fred, yeah. this, I knew it would happen. It just disappeared. This conversation is gone. It's over. It's done. Oh, just like we that. had, we, we had a lot of great conversation topics and I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Yeah. Well, it's my pleasure, Tom. I love you. I love what, what God's doing through you uh, and, and through your other brothers. So keep going. Thank you, Fred. For anyone listening, if you'd like to learn more about your other brothers, what we're all about, check out our site, yourotherbrothers.com. Our Patreon, where we talk about yobbers and community, you might hear us talk about that from time to time. Um, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash your other bros. Um, and until we cast our next convo, this is Tom. <laughs> See you later, y'all. Thanks, Fred. Bye, y'all.